Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. Uh, we kind of jump around, we talk about a lot of old movies, some classics, sometimes it's recent stuff if there's like a new sequel coming out or things like that. Uh, this one is just one that was, and when I say a regular movie, all I really mean is it's not inspired by like a new thing coming out. You know, when we, when we started the schedule for this show, we wrote down a bunch of movies that we'd be mean to watch and or wanted to do on the show, Um and they kept getting pushed back for like, oh, there's a new Spider-Man coming out. This there's some Spider-Man movies, you know, building up to it. Uh, so this this is back to the regular uh, schedule. This one's not even one of those. This was one I bought on Blu-ray about a month ago. I was like, let's do this because I want to watch oh, is it. it. Well, it feels like a regular one because it's random. It's not right, right. Yeah, it's not connected to anything. It's just what it is. Uh, and but we're going to talk about Thief, uh, which is a Michael Mann movie from 1981, starring James Can. Uh, it is a sort of crime thriller. Um, I would go as far to say if you're a fan of something like Drive, I I think you may find there's some inspiration in, yeah. in, in Thief, other films of that kin as well. So, yeah, we'll we'll do a little spoiler-free section and then we'll we'll you know give you some warning and then we'll go into it. Uh, but, you know, um, it's also it's very late. I think it's going to be a relaxed recording. You know, we'll kick back. I've, I've had a couple of drinks. Keep it easy. Um, I might not be as animated as I sometimes am, but that's okay. That's okay. So, I'd seen Thief before. I think it's the first thing I'll mention. Uh, I'd seen this before a few years ago. I got the the Criterion uh, when it was originally released and uh, bought it completely on the whim that I liked a couple of other Michael Mann's films and I liked the look of it. Not gonna lie, this premise is the, like when I when I picked this up last month, I was just like, yeah, I like the look of this. Why not? That is, that is a fair, that is a fair reason to blind buy a movie because why not? Um, and I love it. I love, I love uh, Thief. It's, it's one of what I would consider the, the sort of the holy quadrinity of, and that's not a word I know. Before people in the comments correct me, I, I made it up. It's it fine. is now. Uh, of because Michael Mann, I think has his ups and downs. I think his recent output's been a lot more rough. Not that I've seen all of them, but like he, he's got some weaker films in there I mean it, it says a lot where it got to the point where you didn't even bother seeing them all though that, that is true that is true um, as for the other movies that I consider his greatest hits at least from the ones I've seen I mean I have no doubt there's maybe one or two of his early stuff that I've not seen yet and maybe you know maybe some other greats in there but um, you know, so the ones I'm including there are Collateral uh, Heat and Manhunter those are the, the Michael Mann movies that I love uh, and then this is the the fourth one uh, and there's the, the one that I've seen the most recent as well. This was like, you know, I'd seen the other three. I put this in, and like right away, uh, you know, you're hit with the visuals and the music, and you're just like, you're just oozing in style. Do you know what? That was the thing that got me most straight because I didn't know. Obviously, like I said, this was a blind buy. Mm-hmm. I put it on and I heard the music. It was like, oh, I like the sound of this. It's just, you know, when you got to the title menu. Yeah. Oh, and then, great. and then. And then it was, you know, as the credits come up, it says Tangerine Dream. I was like, oh, I'm in for some fun here. Yeah, Tangerine Dream, if you don't know, also did the music for Near Dark, which is actually, a, we did an episode of Screams After Midnight that Connor actually guested on. I did. Just yeah. randomly, for no other reason, that he was bored and said, what are you doing this week? And then watched the movie and joined in. And that was kind of it. And, he, and it was a great movie. Aye, it's a shame he didn't do that with uh, some upcoming films that we've got, got coming. I think um, the audience would love to know what you think of Saw 3, quite frankly. So. <laughs> Do you know what? I can tell you what I think of Saw 3. <laughs> <laughs> I am never watching that shite. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, so so what is the movie actually about? So James Caan plays Frank, who is a sort of upper class thief. Like he 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 cracks like really big safes. Like he you know it's not just a simple little home yeah. invasions. He he breaks into like high establishments. He's got partners who deal with the alarms. He, he goes, he in, goes he's got, for the diamonds. Yeah, he's got a uh, you know he's he's got like he's got a lot of like kit. He has like big drills and big devices he uses and all this thing. He's a professional. He's good at what he does. Um, and the reason why I, I was instantly compared to Drive on this rewatch is actually because it opens in a very similar way, where the opening scene is like showing you what this character's good at. Right, this is them on a job. Yeah, and then the movie like sort of goes from there, and like it's about his personal life after that. So that was the thing that struck me. Obviously, you know, you, you talk about all these tools and you know mm. breaking into the safe. It looked very genuine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people who actually know about this stuff might look at it and go, "Oh, that's nothing but false stuff." But right, right, but it looked good. It, yeah, it did. Um, and I think for me, like to since we're you know we're not spoilers here, this film is gorgeous. Absolutely, it is stunning. There's a, well, right at the start. It's not the opening shot, but one of the first shots just at the start of this job. There's a a shot in an alley, and it's looking up like between two buildings, and it's the fire escapes. And the camera, it's nighttime. It's pouring a rain, and the camera's just tilting down. So all it's doing is tilting down. And it's just oozing atmosphere. It is a beautiful shot. It is, yeah. And, you know, as you watch this, like, no one captures nighttime in a city like Michael Mann. It's one of my favourite things about Collateral as well, is everything just looks really nice. And yeah. I think this is... Honestly, I think this is his best-looking movie. I think yeah, this is just... The whole thing is just dripping with style, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's that shot, uh, you know, the next morning when he's, like, sitting with the guy in the, the water... And it's, mm. it's, 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 the camera's behind them, and it's just they're in silhouette. It's just the water, the ocean out in front of them, and it just it looks so good. It does. It, it, it is absolutely dripping in style. Um, I, poof, I I can't compliment. <laughs> I can't compliment the visuals enough. There's there's something just. It's how he lights, and obviously it's the DOP who's doing the actual lighting here. But like whoever he works with, the the, the instructions he gives them, uh, or maybe it's the same DP he usually works with. I don't know, but. The way they light nighttime shots, the way the way it looks when they're just like walking down the street, you know, there's, when two characters are standing on a street at nighttime talking to each other, there's something about the way it looks in his movies. It's, this one especially, right? Joe, you know that's the thing you're saying. Oh yeah, it's 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 the DP that's done this. It's you know them that's created the shot, but you kind of you still give the credit to man for hiring the right person. Essentially, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, he hired the whoever did this. So exactly. Right, and like I say, it's like a theme that I've noticed in a few of his movies where he he does this sort of nighttime shooting, and it looks great. Uh, it feels, it really feels like the, the the city's a character almost, like where you feel this like out in the streets at night kind of feel to it. Like it gives it atmosphere uh, in a way, and it it does this purely through shooting style and not with like, because I mean it's it's a bit easier when you say you make. Like when you watch like Batman Begins and like Gotham has a bit, of, it does because they've designed a lot of the buildings to have a look to them. Right, whereas, and people are talking about the city. Yeah, whereas no one talks about the city at all in this movie. No one mentions it. Not really. No. You know, not I, at all, really. I think at one point he mentions he's moving to another city, but like that's it's just you know it's yeah. incidental. Like I say, if you go back to to Batman Begins, people talk about Gotham and it gives you a sense of you know its history and. Yeah, things like that that add to it. Whereas here, it's just like no, you just get it all through just the way it looks. Yeah. So, so the plot of the movie is that he he's this thief, and he we find out that he's he's an ex-con, and he wants to like sort of build himself a life. That's why he's doing these jobs. He wants to make enough money so he can just kind of go and build because he felt like he's felt like he's he's missed time because he was in prison for like over ten years. He's like you know he's trying to catch up basically with people who have been earning money for the last like you know ten fifteen years of their lives. 
and he's doing these jobs, he wants to start a, a nice fresh life, and he, he's got a, a love interest, Jesse, who he's sort of courting at this point in time, um, and he wants the one final job, and he's, he's sort of met these, basically this like the crime boss, this sort of fence who sort of can organise bigger jobs, and he's going to do one last job for him, make a shit ton of money, I think it was 840 grand he was going to get out of this job, and that was going to be him, he's going to retire, and he's going to go and have his family life with his wife, and or his potential life, and that's that's what's going to happen. Um, and obviously you feel like, okay, it's not going to go to plan. This, right, obviously, because this is the start of the movie. This, this is the, yeah, this is the setup of the movie. Obviously there's going to be twists and turns here down the road, but, and you know, complications may arise. Um but that, that's what the movie's about. That is the that's what it is. So I mean, I think you've. I mean, you said it had style. You said you liked the visuals, but I've I've not actually asked you if you liked the movie yet. So that's what I'm going to do now. Is Cara, did you like Thief? I did very much. I don't think I. I wouldn't say I loved it quite as much as you did. Okay. Okay. But I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I I like it a lot. It's and what what I like about uh, man's at least the man movies that I like a lot is that. I feel like his character work is quite strong. Like I felt like by the time it got to like the last act of the movie, and like Frank is making decisions, I understood why he was making every decision. They built up his character so well up until that point. He's fully fledged. It almost felt like. It all, it all, I mean, I, I have no idea if this was a, like an influence on Breaking Bad, but I could almost see this just being a couple of episodes of a TV show like that. You can, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, that sort of show. Yeah, like where, where the character works that strong that I understand why everyone's making the decisions they're making. Um, but because it's a movie, it's really just him that's that well-developed because he's the protagonist and everyone else is just you know there to facilitate his plot. And that's fine. Right. Obviously, a TV show, you have different characters who can get their own episodes and you bounce around. That's it. That. That's, that's just the, the the limitations of the medium, really, yeah. when it comes to film. Like but in movies, you got you know two to three hours usually, give or and- take. And that's not a complaint because it's focused. It's it's doing its one story. Right. This is the the point of the movie, and it's it's doing that that well. Um, and I I think you know talking about the style, like the the entire process, like the haste at the start, and then there's a haste later on. Of course, they, they build up to the haste almost take place entirely in silence with just music playing, and yeah. all they're doing is like drilling and like but and stuff like that, or like you know hacking into cables and doing like you know little technical things. But again, this the style is so fluid, and the music's just got this pace, and the beat keeps going. That there's like a, you almost it almost doubly sells how good they are at their job because it goes like clockwork, it goes like motion. Like they're doing it in beat right. with the music. Like you say, it's just something like they're just standing there drilling, but there's a rhythm to it because yeah. of the music. And like you say, it just it just flows, and so it, it looks well. easy. Of course, the editing as well, like you know, the way it bounces around the shots, and then once they start having like, all the sparks, because obviously it's a big metal safe, they have like these really warm torches and drills to get through it and all these sparks are flying off and stuff like again it feels like a it feels way more exciting than it, it should even though they've broken into a place and that's kind of one of the things that i love about this is that most heist movies like you have the thing with the case to join they have to figure out how to get in and there's a lot about in this when they're, they're talking about oh we need to try and crack what that final alarm is we need to try and crack how we get into this specific type of safe and whatnot but most heist movies, and this is not a bad thing, like, this is what makes a lot of heist movies fun, but a lot of it is about the danger of breaking in. And, like There'll be a lot of suspense because they may get caught or it may not work. Whereas here, it doesn't really do that. It kind of like... They're, they're basically just in. You have the yeah. plan, and then they're in. It, it goes to plan, and I like that for two reasons. One, I like it because, it, again, it shows you how slick they are, and it makes it feel almost like a really stylistic music video when they're doing it. it and does, then, yeah. secondly, it actually aids the plot in a weird way because... 
the the whole point of the movie is actually the people who end up in the problem, not the not the, not the, the not the plan. Not the plans, yeah, not the skills that they've got. They're good at what they do. It's other people uh who who cause the, the trouble. Um and obviously there's a, a lot of character stuff to get into what I'll say for spoilers, but I really like the, the pacing because there's large chunks of it where it's like, you know, it's really slow paced, it's methodical. Yes. And it feels like the, the planning sections of the job. And then there's points where just you know, everything goes on, it's like, right, this is going it's breakneck almost. And it's like yeah. this is the job going off, and it, you know it really emulates that feeling in, in the pacing. Yeah, because the, the the job it builds up to happens about an hour ten minutes in, and it lasts a good twenty minutes. Like we have all this stuff with them getting the building and drilling and all the rest of it, and then after the job's done, the final act, the final twenty thirty minutes is just balls to the walls. Like it yeah. really feels like. Yeah, I mean, you could probably argue it's maybe a bit lopsided and that it is so slow for so long in the first half, right? But all the character stuff it does gives everything that happens in that final chunk so much weight because you understand why the characters are doing what they're doing. Right. It, it is essential. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It, it, exactly. It, yeah. it's, I mean, it would function, but it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. Uh, but that's the thing. You know, there's a scene early on when he, he, he takes Jesse out for their, their, their date uh, and she's kind of pissed at him. They go to this little diner to have some coffee. And this is basically the... the uh, what I'm going to call the very stylized exposition dump, because I'll, this is yeah. like the character, like he's just basically telling her story about how he was in prison, why I was in prison, about, about his experience. We learn a little bit about her, and Michael Mann's actually very guilty of this. Uh, almost all of the movies, Manhunters, I think the exception, but definitely Heat and Collateral and this one, I can actually point to like a very Michael Mann thing that he does in his scripts, where he'll have this big scene. In this case, it's this one in the diner, where they'll sit and talk for like fifteen, twenty minutes, like it'll be a really long scene. And it'll get to the, the core. The character will have to like. They'll talk about something that will get to the core of what the movie's about. Mm. And then the final twenty minutes of the movie, all of it comes up. Like all of it really shows up with a vengeance and like all the themes that he sets up in that conversation. Right. Uh, yeah, and I guess you could argue that it's clunky to just do it all in one go, but it's one hell of a monologue. It is like the the, the scene. I, I, it's just two people sitting in a diner, but it looks so good. Um, yeah. And then the acting's great, and you know, Can's obviously a very good actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff, he's in Godfather, and all sorts of things. Um, he's very good. Uh, so you know, also just a side note: James Belushi's in this, which was cracking me up because obviously he's in Twin Peaks right now. So when I seen him, I was like, "Oh, is this a secret, secret prequel? Is this you know, set in the same universe?" <laughs> Oh, you gotta you gotta stop theorizing. Like I know. I, I know I know we theorize for peaks, but switch off. I know Twin Peaks has melted my brain. Like I know I have to try and I, I need to try and figure out what everything's really about. Like that's not what they're just telling me. There's more to it. There's more. There's, there's always there's always more. Yeah. And and when you think you've got more, still not enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I was talking about the music, it also uses silence very well. Uh, it does. It's, yeah. it's very suspenseful at times. Uh, the final of the movie is very suspenseful and then there's a great moment where the music kicks in and from the moment the music kicks in until the credits roll it's just like it is, it's like you've earned your climax like everything just goes off it is, I mean it, it feels lazy to compare it to uh, like sex but it really does feel like the ejaculation of the movie where you've been building the whole time and it's just like no here it is here's, here's the Lord being blown uh, and the music knows that that's what's happening and the music works right. with it that's it and and like you say there, there are long stretches of silence from mm. the music like there there are good you know like 20 minute chunks with almost nothing yeah but then it'll it'll come in at just the right moment and that's it yeah uh 
so I love it. I love it. That's that's a great movie. So I think I'm gonna spoil the warning because I want to talk about uh, characters and themes and yeah, you know what it's about and all that. So full spoilers from this point on for Thief. So obviously that big conversation I was talking about in the diner. Yeah, this is where like we, we I think we knew before that he'd been in prison, but uh, we find out. Uh, I mean, the why is not actually that important. It was just something stupid. Right? But he stole forty dollars and he was given like two years, but he may get out in six months. Like uh, yeah. It was like the fighting inside the prison that that led to it being such a long, long sentence, and uh, but basically it, it actually spells out the kind of the, what the movie's really about and what the themes are and what his character's kind of going through is that he spent all that time in the prison and he talks about how in the prison uh, the only way to survive in there was to stop caring about things like stop caring about yourself, stop caring about time, uh, and not have a care in the world and not, not worry about anything. Uh, yeah, just, just kind of get get on with it, basically. Yeah, just be be yourself and ha- and have and have nothing, like live with nothing, and that's how you survive. And uh, how how obviously he's trying to catch up. He want he wants everything that he was missing out because he, he carries around that that little uh, collage, collage that he's made yeah. of like you know a house and a car and a wife and like all these things and is and you can tell okay maybe this is like you know too too much. In fact, there's a character in Collateral who's got like a a sort of little card that he's got. It's not a collage, but. There's a, you know, Jamie Foxx's character in that has got a little, uh, it's like a beach that he wants to go and live on when he's like, when he's finally got enough money or something. Oh, no, no, it's, he wants to do a limo service. That's what it was. I'm not sure how that related to the beach. Was yeah, it a I beach? I'm, I'm maybe second guessing what was actually on the photo, but there was definitely, a, he had something on his in his car. He pulled down the mirror and there was a photo that he looked Co- at. Content is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. The, the point Visual I'm making. stimuli yeah. of the plan is yes, the point yes, here. Yes, 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 yes. That was the point I was getting at. Um... And this, of course, all all comes because basically what happens uh, is that he he gets his wife. There's a whole obviously we'll talk about the subplot of him getting a kid because that's like a big part of the movie. But he he has this family. He's got a new house, and then eventually, of course, uh, Leo, who's this this guy who's like you know getting him to do this job. Eventually, he turns on him. And he's like, no, I want you to do more jobs. You don't get to quit. Like you you have to do more and so on. And when he refuses, that's when things get violent. He kills his partner. Uh, you know, R.I.P. Belushi, and uh, pretty good shotgun blast. Actually, I, I liked how it kind of like he gets shot in front of a white van, and the blood kind of all splatters onto the van. I think it's one of those rare occasions where, like, shotguns scatter. Right, that's yeah. that's the whole thing. But I feel like in movies, I never really see that. Yeah, like, but here it's like, no, that splatter was wide. Yeah, I also, buy that, that was a shotgun. And it also does this thing at the end, not only just in that scene, but in the entire final of the movie, where it does this. Like, little freeze frame as the gunshot happens yeah as it hits the person no it's, it's just enough to give it impact yeah it's just enough and it just it gives it this little this little jitter like in the middle of it and it just it, you yeah. feel the hit a little bit more it's actually quite quite smart it is but so 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 what basically happens to him as a character though is that in prison he avoided making alliances he avoided being owed to anyone and that's a big part of his character throughout this whole thing like these 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 corrupt cops like think they don't even know for sure what he's up to but they know he's in some sort of big crime thing so they try and like you know basically swindle him and like all right you give us 10 percent, and we look the other way and they're basically just trying their luck but you know why not but frank is just like he's like no like I'm not. I don't belong to anyone. I don't owe anyone anything. Like that's not what's happening. He's constantly talking about how he's his own boss. Like that's why he doesn't even want to get in with Leo in the first place. Right. It's, it's kind of like prisons liberated him in a sense. Hmm. Where it's kind of like yeah, yeah, it was this awful experience, but it's kind of made him who he is. 
But that's the thing. He gets the family. He he, he relies on him to get the son. He gets a car, the house. He gets the whole thing. He has all his plans, and all of a sudden, he can be defeated because he's now suddenly got all. He's got things he cares about. He's got all yeah. these things that he actually does actually give a shit about. And so after his partner's killed, and like Leo has him in the processing plant or whatever it is, uh, with with the acid that they're disposing the body in, he's like, "I own you," and he says all these awful things about making his wife a prostitute, taking his kid back because he owns him. All these things. Leo gets yeah, really he says, vulgar. He says, I, "I rented you the kid." Yeah, he gets very vulgar about this. He, you know, I own the papers in your entire life, and that's when he goes to his wife. He's like, "Okay, I'm sending you away. Here's four hundred grand. This is you know what's saved up. You take this. You're going." And he kind of implies that he's never even going to see her again. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I, I think for him it has to be real because essentially this is what happens at the end of the movie. For him to win, for him to beat the bad guy here, he has to have nothing again. He has to be right. alone and not care about anything. So he not, has to believe that he's never going to see her. Exactly. Again. Yeah. It's, it's not so much because he, he survives at the end of the movie and he has that you know that great final shot of him walking off into the night. After that. It probably does go okay. Now that I've survived, maybe I will. Yeah, go he's, he's a he's up. a free man again, so he could go. But for him to win, he has to believe that it's it's over. He has to. Yeah. So he he burns his house. He blows it up. He... That that was one of my few problems in terms of style. I thought the explosion was really slow. Nah, that's fair. Like because it kind of it starts at one end. And it kind of I don't know. It didn't didn't have much impact as an explosion. I guess that's a complaint for the the pyrotechnics guy on set. More than anyone else, yeah, yeah, Maybe. I guess. I don't know, uh, but you know, he, he sets fire to because he's, he's got a used car dealership. That's his, mm. that's his like day job. He sets that in fire. He burns everything. He even burns uh, the the cocktail bar that uh, the bad guy owns, and you know that, that's when he goes to the house. And it's like again, this was when it was really stealthy and like uh, suspenseful because he's like sneaking through the house quietly with the gun, and he's and obviously he, he hits like the, the henchman guy, and it's quite loud, so you know Leo knows he's in there. And he hides, so he's like creeping around, and they're both creeping around quietly, and it's you know, very suspenseful. And it's when he finally shoots Leo that when I was talking about the music kicks in, and yeah. it gets, it's again it's oozing it's, steel it's, again. It's literally as he falls and the gunshot's yeah. gone off. It's like, and now actions begin. Yeah, style, and that's when we get this glorious, like just fist pumping kind of this sequence where he comes out of the house and all the other henchmen who are now coming running to like you know help their boss, like and it's all this slow motion shooting and. He's taking out guys. He's reloading the gun, and then he he gets hit, and then but then he's like down on the floor, and he shoots the guy anyway. And it's just, it's like, just keeps going, doesn't he? The whole thing is great. It is like that yeah. that final like twenty minutes is absolutely exceptional. Oh, it absolutely um, is. It's great like, stuff. Like you say, it's he, he just once he starts, that's it. There is no stopping him. That that music goes with yeah. with him, and it's like no, that's it. He's just on the warpath now. And it's the same track that plays, and the, well, the credits are rolling. Like it never stops. Yeah. Because they're the credits and it just keeps playing, and it's because you know I like the song so much. I you know I watched to the end of the credits. <laughs> I was just, you know, I, I did the it. same. Uh, so, no, it's great stuff. And so, like I say, he had to he had to believe that he had nothing again to win, because that's the only way he was going to be fearless. It's the only way he was going to go in there. You know that that's how he was going to get through it. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it, and it's it, so well set up, and you understand his stubbornness, his arrogance when it comes to wanting to be his own person and not relying on people that all of right. his decisions make sense even when he's being a little you know he's maybe jumping the gun a little bit in some cases right it was this, it's this idea that when he was in prison he was trapped in this system so you, like you say he had to not care and you know just cut off from everything and he got out and he thought he was free so he can you know he can allow himself to have those attachments again but he, but then is he becomes trapped in this other system Arguably the uh, same system, I, I well, think, uh, almost. Like, even the whole idea yeah. of, like... Because he talks about how, uh, like, 
you know, that group of prisoners wanted to gangbang him, right? That, that was something yeah. that he had to face in prison. They need, you know, he fought them off and he, and whatever else. And that, that scene in the, the chemical plant or whatever it is that he's been threatened by Leo, it kind of felt like he's in prison again. And like, these are the prisoners around him telling him, like, right. you're our bitch. Like that, that felt like that scene. Right, exactly. Like, he's still in, he's in that system. So he, he can't care again. And, but I, then... and I think that's maybe a comment on because he's still doing illegal things, he's still not really escaped that life. Like he's still in, surrounded by those people. Yeah, yeah. Could be that. It's it's also just as simple as the idea that he does owe someone something. Like, he he can't get out of that debt. And in, in the same way that a prison sentence is kind of a debt that he has to pay to society. Yeah. And this is kind of like this this debt that he's got to pay here. And, and obviously it kind of, the, the deal gets skewed. And the, the deal kind of gets alone. Because, you know, he thinks, oh, one job and then he's out. But it's not. And it's the same way in the prison where it's like, you know, he goes in for you know two years, whatever it was, but then he's in there for 10. It's kind of like, it just it just kind of spirals. Oh, sure. Okay, right. That's an interesting correlation. I, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't have compared the, the debt that he had to pay in prison to the debt that, because he doesn't really owe him money. It's more right. that he's been forced to stay in for, yeah. Because at least in prison, like admittedly he did it for survival, but he did do more crimes in there that he, he got yes. on the extra time. Yeah. Uh, but whereas I, I just kind of feel like he's not free because he's not actually just letting himself be a normal person. He he's insisting on still doing things, and we see that he's a relatively good person because like early on, like after that first job, he sits down next to the guy who's like fishing, and he like, eh, what you want a Danish? And he, just, he sits with them, and he's like this nice, pleasant yeah, conversation. Yeah. He's a little bit old school. He's a little bit you know. Sometimes you'll say something's a little bit on PC and things like that. You know, when he goes to the adoption agency, and they, they of course because uh, she can't have kids, which is why they're trying to adopt. And they won't give him anything, they won't even give him the time of day because he's been in prison. Um, yeah. And he gets really upset about it, but he starts to say, like, oh, give us a black kid, give us this, and he starts using some racial language and stuff. And it's, it's, you know, it is uncomfortable, and it feels kind of like he's... Again, this is kind of the idea that he's been in prison for you know 10 yeah. years, he's been separate from society, he hasn't seen it move on, He's he's not moved on with the rest of the world. He's still stuck in that previous time. Yeah. So it's like there's a hard edge to him, but there is actually a noble, decent person sort of right. within... Um, and that, that's why you root for him. You, you don't hate him. You, you think there is a no, no, nobility in there, uh, right? But you, you know it's too good. Like you know, there's, there's that moment after they pull the job for the first before he goes to get the money, before Leo kind of turns on him, mm. where it's like there's, a, like there's like a scene of him, uh, you know, and Jesse and Barry, who's Belushi's character, and his wife, and they're all on the beach and they're like swimming, and they're laughing, and they're playing, and it's like oh, yeah. everything's great, and it's like that's just too happy. Things are about to get really bad. It, it almost feels like in another movie that could have been the end. Yeah, like a yeah, happy maybe. ending almost. Because yeah. uh, it actually cuts to that beach from the shot of... Uh, it's when they've been actually in the heist and he's looking in the safe and he, he takes off the goggles. Or not even the goggles, the big mask. Cause, you know, it's the big... Welder's mask. Big welder's mask. And he yeah. pulls that off and it's when he's staring into the safe and he's like, sort of elated. It cuts to the beach and this ultimate right. that's happiness. When it, it almost feels like the happy ending. Job success. Yeah. Every Everything's good. But that's the thing. That was never the risk. And that's kind of why it works. That the, the As much as there's some tension in the... Well, not tension, but while the the heist has suspense and that it's very slick and you're you're watching it and it you're, you, it's it's fascinating to play out, but it doesn't have that tension of it's the, it's the big third act thing. But that's okay because it's not the big third act thing. It's right, the setup it. for the big third act thing. Like I say, in in other movies, that is your your third act thing. That yeah. is the end. The, that's, the challenge that's what you're built to. Yeah, the challenge in this movie is not can they pull off the job. The challenge in this movie is can he get away from this life. Right. And I think that's that's probably the the strongest thing about the the direction from from you know working through the structure of it is 
that he can take this what should be this big event and in most movies is the third act climax of yeah. the movie and make it not feel like that like because you never feel even when it's on it never feels like this is the end of the movie you never get that feeling never plays it like it's going to be oh sure yeah that's fair i think that's, that's, that's strong because it's it's just different to what you normally see during something like that yeah oh, i wipe out the character the actor who plays leo uh robert proskett i was like damn i know him from something like, I really know him. Turns out he he's the, the projectionist in Last Action Hero, which I watched a lot growing up. So um, that's where I knew him from. Fair enough. Um, I, I, nothing to add. I just, I I've recognize. not seen that movie. Is there a big role in that movie? Most relatively big, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, relatively yeah. so. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what else would you like to discuss? What, what scenes stuck out to you? What scene stuck out to me? The the adoption one, I think. You know, when he goes mm. to try and get the the baby, I think that is uh, a fantastic scene for his character because you know it's this this whole determination to you know fulfill the dream of the collage, you know, get what he wants, yeah. and he's willing to to compromise. You know, like he, you know how he says he's like, you know what, all right, I get it. I won't take your best. I'll take you know. What, what, you, <laughs> which, which, you, what, which is a weird sentiment of itself. The idea, or give me one of the shit kids. Like, no, the whole point is they're not. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's not right, good know, shit kids and shit kids. But he's he's just going. Look, I I don't care what it is. I just I just want this life. He's, I, he's kind of yeah, desperate. I think there's a commentary there. Like like um, you know, should he be looked down down upon like that and not be given the, the choice of having a kid? I mean, because it's kind of that weird thing where anyone can, like, if they can, if they could physically just have kids, right? If she could, if she could give birth, right? And they could, they could just do it. Anyone can do it under yeah. those circumstances. But because they can, and they have to go to the adoption agency, this idea that he's been told no that, that because you have judged. a past, right? Yeah, it's like, and he, it's like, know, as much as he's free, he's not actually allowed to do everything and, he's supposed and, to be and able that's to. The strange thing, you know, about life after prison that I think isn't explored quite enough is the idea that prison is supposed to be you paying your debt to society right that's supposed to be mm. where you 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 repent and you rejoin society at the end of it that's that's supposed to be the punishment and the reconciliation mm. but then afterwards he's still being punished like you know he's served his time he's done what he was supposed to do but he still can't get a kid and the funny thing is i don't even think you can like that's the thing like the woman who's working there doesn't know what he did right Right. But I think the thing is, like, depending on what the person did, you might still judge them. Like, like if yeah. they if they murdered and raped someone, like it doesn't matter how, if they were in prison for twenty five years, you're still going to look at them a bit funny and go, I don't know right. if I want of them course. to be around. And it's like you know, if they're, if they're a paedophile, you're not going to let them adopt a kid. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, so that's a right. very very <laughs> obvious know, example. You know, yes, right. right. So I'm not saying you know, disregard it entirely, but but, it, but it's funny how you're bringing that up because one of the points that uh, he's 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 a mentor. He's, he's, there's this character he goes and visits, and who he passes away in the second half of the movie. He's dying. Uh, and he helps get him out of prison. There's a really great scene where he goes to this like hearing to get him out early, and the lawyer is going to pay off the judge, and they're doing like like face like symbols to show how yeah, much he's going yeah. to pay him. And they're just like, I'm not really sure if I want to do this, and he puts up more fingers, and he's like, Yeah, okay, you can have sex. <laughs> um, but like one of the things that uh, what's his name, Okla, uh, he goes to see him uh, early on in the movie, and one of the points that he brings up about prison is that uh, nowadays. I mean, I say nowadays, I mean, like, in this movie, like, in 81, like, they started putting in a lot of people into the general population of the prison that they wouldn't have before. Uh, mm. People like pedophiles and rapists and the sort of... The ones who 
arguably should be going to psychiatric wards and things right, like that. Right, the ones that's more than just... Because, I mean, that, that's what you got to remember. Frank was in there for essentially petty theft. Yeah, $40. I mean... Right, it's it's nothing. It, this isn't something that should affect the rest of his life to that extent of not being able to have a child. Yeah. So, I mean... and it's, it's, well, Maybe it's an interesting little comment there, like... You know, there there are certain types of people who you don't want to have around, but like by bunching them all together, like this is someone who, like you know, stole a little bit of money or you know steals a car. Like, are they should they be lumped up in the same category as someone who right, is murdering people? Right, because when you look at them just on paper like this, you're putting them as as bad as that person, and they're getting kind of treated the same to to an extent. Now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure nowadays you do actually get to look at the criminal record and see what the right, what the, right. the crime was but at least here it didn't seem like that was the case in this movie like she didn't right because she was just confused yeah because yeah because at first she was like oh were you like a supervisor at the prison is that what you did and I was like no no i was a convict i was there i was yeah i was arrested <laughs> um but like it's, it's interesting it's an interesting little comment commentary that like even once he gets out he's not really that free compared to he's what not. he was and, and like I said, it's not till the end of the movie where you know where he walks aw- walks away yeah. Where he actually feels free for the first time, and it's kind of like a two-sided thing. Where part of it's his fault because he's still in this criminal underworld, but at the same time he feels he needs to do that to catch up. But you know, at the same time, like it's it's that it's the holiday. He's been screwed by the system, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, he was in prison, but he did what he had to to survive, and that made it worse. And he was in there longer, and then because he was in there longer, yeah. he had to do this when he got out. Yeah, and then you know, so so part of it's his own fault, and part of it's the system's fault. Like yeah. it doesn't because it wouldn't matter if he wasn't doing what he was doing in this movie. If he still went to adopt a kid, the conversation would have went the same way. Even if he'd only been there for that original, you know, even if it had got you know the six month service. Yeah, it'd just be it'd just be a blemish, like the permanent. Right, permanent they'd thing. still see prison and go no. It would because they don't ask what he did. They they're, they're not interested. They're like right, prison, no, that's it. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm not. I'm not critiquing adoption agencies for being picky because, sure, there's certainly you have to check what people are asking right. for kids because you, you, you know, they they could yes. be murderers or whatever. But, um, like this was like an like I feel like, I mean, I don't know what the actual system does now, but like I feel like there should be like a checkup. Like have someone go and interview them and right. see it's, how, it's, how they're he, living. He even or... says that he's like, you, you don't even know me. Come on, talk to me. Get to know me. Yeah. And that's that's kind of it, isn't but, it? It's like, but, maybe maybe that should be it. But the weird thing is, he actually hurts his case because he gets angry and he like, screams at her. It's like, well, you get no chance now. You just blew up yeah, in her face. You, like, you just made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. You you lost your temper within about thirty seconds. You're done. Like it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, so yeah. So I think I think there's some you know the system kind of screws you over, uh, kind of idea. And do you know what I like? I like that it has that commentary there, without ever actually being inside a prison. Excluding the, the visitation scene, but other than that, right. it's like, you never see him behind bars. Like you never see that at all. Of course, but th- that's it. The whole movie is just the the effects of of how prisoners changed him. Like, cause, you know, the whole thing is he comes out with this collage, this this goal that he wants to have because mm. of prison, and like, literally his entire driving motivation is forged by his experience in prison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, like you say, the only way he can win at the end is because. He has to do what he learned to do in prison. I mean, admittedly, the situation he's in is because he was already doing criminal activity, but he understood that he had to get out of it the same way that he, he could get out of yeah. it in prison. Uh, and you, you hope you hope at the end of the movie, when he does walk off into the night, that he's learned that, you know, go and find go and find the wife. She's got that 400 grand. That's enough to get started. Yeah, go, go yeah. straight and, you know, I mean, cause he was put selling yourself into cars. a system of a different kind. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, he was selling used cars before, so he could just do that again. Like he, he knows what he's yeah. doing. Admittedly, no, on his record, his previous place of business burned down. 
mysteriously one night. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably not great looking. But yeah, you know, he's a resourceful guy. I'm sure he can. Yeah, come up with something. Um, but yeah, so I, I think there's the stuff going on behind the surface. But I think even if there wasn't, it's so slick. Like every scene is basically a joy to watch. That's it. Especially after you get to, so you have the even if you ignore all the character stuff, you have that opening you know sequence with the mm. the heist, and then once you get to the stuff at the end, like yeah, that that second you know last forty five fifty minutes, whatever it is, yeah, it's just like it's just visually it's just like nope, this is just amazing. Yeah, you're, you're where just... the rest of it almost doesn't matter it to to a point. Yeah, you're just in trance. But the fact that it actually does have some good writing, it has a good story, it has a good, good, good lead character who has a, yeah. has very defined goals, the very defined motivations. He's flawed. He's not. He's not. He's, you know, he's not perfect. Like we say, he, you know, he flies off the handle. He is too proud at times. Mm. Um, but he, he still at the same time gets tempted. And I guess I still like criticism. He gets into this whole situation because one, because he doesn't even accept the offer when he's asked originally. He then phones back and says, "Right, let's do it," because he wants the quick way out. It's after he has that big conversation where she, because you know that whole that whole scene with uh, with Jesse is that he's trying to convince her, "Look, we're 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 both like middle aged now, right? We've both lost time because of your previous marriage, because me being in prison. Let's just fast track this. Let's just do yeah, this." It's, it's it's the idea that taking shortcuts doesn't work out. Yeah. So at the same, at the same time, and you know, maybe the mar- the marriage seems to be working mostly, but certainly him saying. Right, I'm going to do this one big job to get out yeah. quicker. Uh, is kind of his downfall, and that's kind of it. And you know, that's kind of how you end up in prison in the first place because you don't want to do things the hard way. You want to do something just Pretty a much. little bit easier. That's it. Like, like obviously the scale is very different, but you you assume that yeah, he took forty dollars because it was a shortcut to something. It's a cycle. It's like right. it's like as much as the system kind of screwed him, he he get into the system and then he became more of what he was before because of the system. It's like it's a cycle of things it, it feeds on itself right um which is not a critique of the system overall it is it's like but, okay well maybe the system if it's forcing people to you know get worse essentially because you know he, he went in for stealing 40 dollars uh, and he's come out and he's a diamond and thief. It. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he, you know, he went in for 40 dollars now he's stealing 400 thousand worth or right right in some exactly. cases four million worth so you, you know maybe that is a critique of the system going hey Look how much worse this has made him. Maybe we should look at this. Yeah. And also a little thing I liked, actually, in the first job at the start, again, there's been not a single dial- line of dialogue in the film yet, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting to the safe, and he's like, he's throwing some of it away. He's like checking drawers in the safe, and he's just throwing these diamonds on the floor. And it's again, it's showing you that he knows what he's looking for. Like, he knows that's yeah, not yeah, that valuable. That, that, that's the thing. These look, just at face value, you're looking at these going, that looks like a lot of money's worth that you're throwing away there. Yeah, yeah. To me, I'm like, that looks. Yeah, just grab a handful yeah, just of that. Stick a handful fine. in your pockets. But, but no, he's focused. He yeah. knows what he's there for. Let's say. So no, it's interesting. I think it's also interesting that we never see in the film the, like the victim consequence. Like we never see like the the person who works at the bank the next morning finding that it's been robbed and then be like, oh no, we've been burgled. Yeah. Not not important to this story. It's not. Yeah, um, and that's not to say it's not victimless because it is, but. Uh, certainly, again, it's not the point of the the story being told. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, and I, I think that's maybe because again, I think we're in his head, and he's not necessarily concerned with that. He, he's not thinking about that. He's thinking of how can he get out of things, which again goes back to him being kind of flawed. He, he's selfish to an extent, where he's he's concerned yeah. about himself, not oh who who's he hurting in the process of this. Yeah, and it blows up in his face, like so. Yeah. You know. 
but that's Steve. So I guess we'll get to ratings. Mm. So, uh, what would you rate, Steve? What would it steal from your uh, heart? <sighs> Very good. I think coming in, I was thinking maybe an eight. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, as often happens, you know, we talk about it and you enjoy things a bit more. You, you think of things you hadn't. And yeah, you analyze it. You see yeah. How, yeah. Uh, I think I'll sell on 8.5. So I'm going for a straight and solid nine for me. Um, so I, I don't know uh, who thieved your uh, 0.5 there compared to my score, but a nine. Stole. Well, I already said stole. I don't want to use the same word again. No, I know, but it didn't really work, did it? Look, sometimes you shoot and you miss, okay? That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. We make mistakes. Try, try harder next time. We make mistakes. That's okay. Anyway, that has been Thief. Uh, really good movie. If you haven't seen it and you've, you've listened to all of us this anyway, uh, do do watch it. It's well worth checking out. Uh, so... Uh, you can, of course, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Uh, if you're on Patreon, uh, you remember the vote for, you know, one, once a month you get to vote on a movie. The vote for next month's movie is, is up just now. Um, so do check that out as well. Uh, but of course, if you're not on Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash TV and you can become a Patreon. Patron. Patron? Aye. Patron. Yeah. Patron. Yes. Yes. Because I said Patreon like four times really quickly, and then I tried to say Patron, and it just it wasn't Didn't happening. Work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you warned that it was late at night. <laughs> I did. I warned it was going to be more of a relaxed and potentially yeah. shambles of a show than usual. So uh, I don't think it ended up too badly. It didn't. It didn't. We, we've done worse. We <laughs> have done worse. I, I agree with that. Uh, but that's us. So once again, thank you very much for watching. Keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>